When I grip the mic, I'm like a lion when it war. Flex my verbal muscles, I'm the mighty Thor. Postmortem, there will never be another. I busted in this game without a rubber. Common in this game, I used to love her, and it don't stop. Hello and welcome to episode number 18 of Ope Sports with Jordan Adams. We are joined here with guest co-host Andrew. Andrew, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How, how about yourself, Jordan? I'm doing swell. I'm doing swell. Um, well, let's just get into the brief NHL news. Um, Ryan Hartman has re-signed uh, with the Minnesota Wild, $12 million over three years uh, for million uh average per year um in 261 games he's provided 65 goals 79 assists and 144 points this is within four seasons um this guy's just turned 29 years old um i think his key attribute is that he's a locker room guy uh, he has a lot of high energy but on the negative side, he's a streaky player and his best days are behind him um two years ago he had his like across the board, goals, assists, points, um, career bests, um, and then he fell from grace uh, this past year. Um, kind of fits in with the Moose and the um, uh, Zuck re-signings from last week's episode. Uh, another aging guy who eats up a roster spot. Uh, center is a little low on the wild, I get that, and he kind of centered Kaprizov and Zuccarillo a lot of the times, but he also lost his job at a point last season. He made a bunch of dumb penalties, but the things that I like from him is that when Kaprizov was getting messed with in the playoffs, he stood up for him, and um, if you remember his um, flipping the bird off, and I believe that was the playoffs a few years ago when he was fighting someone, and there's like a bunch of t-shirts for it, so I mean, he's kind of a well known from that, but again, uh, you know, you got Moose, Zuccarillo, and Hartman occupying three spots on this roster. Erickson X locked up, and Kaprizov's gonna take a spot, Boldy's gonna take a spot. That's half your roster, and three of those guys are young and fit the quota, but that's three older guys, and they're eating up a ton of money. That You have six other forward positions to fill up, um... I don't know. I mean, Rossi might end up as a development player. That's what we're hoping. But the farm system's supposed to be so good, so I don't understand why we don't see it. Um, I don't know. I just... These guys haven't been able to propel you in their prime over the past few years. So, again, why are you bringing them all back? I, I like Hartman over the other two, but... I don't know. It just seems like, again, settling for mediocrity. Uh what do you, I mean, I know you're not a huge, uh, NHL guy, but I mean, you definitely understand the, the limits of having, you know, a certain amount of roster spots and, you know, deciding to fill up aging players, you know, you'd probably only do that in the NFL if you're like, you know, running that Super Bowl like the Rams a few years ago, um. Yeah, I mean, it's just not planning for the future at the end of the day if, uh, you're, Roster's not made up of enough young guys. The idea is win now. And if your aging players are also on the mediocre side or streaky or anything like that, you're not setting yourself up for a good couple of years. And Andrew literally says that I'm not the super into or like he likes hockey, but you know, I'm not a hundred percent knowledge about this crap, but you seem to know more than our GM. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's the truth right now. Um, cause Andrew just hit the nail on the head. That's exactly anyone should be able to comprehend that. Um, but on some brighter side for news for the wild, uh, Kirill Kaprizov has earned the A. He is officially the assistant captain, uh, for this next season. Um, He'll replace Matt Dumba, who departed. I'm shocked. I thought it would be Erickson Eck. I love Kaprizov, and he leads by example, but Erickson Eck kind of embodies what the Wild are, and, you know, whenever someone was hurt, he got the A on his sweater, so I felt that it was a given that he would be getting the A over Kaprizov, um, but I guess that's not how things are turning out, um, but... Pretty nice for Kaprizov, you know, star player. He gets to be a, a it's only an 
alternate captain, but still, some captaincy. Uh, He'll have to step up when Spurgeon's hurt, and Spurgeon's hurt right now. So, nice chance to see his uh, leadership qualities. But, let's get into the NFL. Big news, or little news actually, probably. Uh, Chase Claypool and a 7th rounder have been traded in exchange for a 6th rounder. Both these picks in 2025, uh, Chase Claypool in the 7th will head to Miami and the 6th round pick will head to the Bears. Yeah, I think they got, I mean, I seriously, I, I feel like the Bears already got ripped off on this trade from the Steelers. Oh yeah. But I still think they got ripped off on this, like, yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, they gave up a sixth for dude, so... Yeah, I, f- I don't understand how you even do... At the very least, like, bench him or something at that point. You're not getting anything in return for what you're giving up, and you just rewarded his garbage behavior. Like, I mean, they did bench him for a game or two. Like, they told him don't even come to the facility, apparently. Like, yeah. But, I mean, I feel you. He's kind of... <laughs> I mean, the fall from grace to this guy, because he looked pretty good in Pittsburgh. Like you, A few, yeah. like, I don't know, maybe one or two podcasts ago, you had talked about the stupid play he made that oh, yeah. cost their team. So I'm not saying, he, you know, that, those are the type of plays that held him back. But in 39 games, he had 153 receptions, 2,044 yards, and 12 touchdowns. They were calling him Mapletron for a while. I, those are solid numbers. Yeah. I mean, that could be almost like a JJ season if he's healthy, but... Um, then with Chicago, 10 games played, so about a fourth, 18 catches, 191 yards, and a touchdown. So you multiply that by the amount of games, he's pacing about 70 catches, which is less than half of what he produced in Pittsburgh, Four, less than 400 yards, which is a fifth of what he produced in Pittsburgh, and four touchdowns in comparison to, comparison to 12, which is a third. So his production on all accounts fell from grace in Chicago. And A, Pittsburgh has been great with developing receivers over the years. I mean, oh, yeah. they lost Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, then you got Deontay Johnson, Pickens, Pick, whoever the hell it is. Uh, I think it's Pickens. Yeah. And then uh, Chase Claypool. I mean, I'm not saying he's great, but he produced there. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you're counting that or because the Bears also have Justin Fields throwing to him and... Also, that offense just can't really seem to get going unless you're DJ Moore last week, yeah. who, I, I mean, seriously, he, he did better in that one game than Chase Claypool had in a career in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although that's still a pretty low bar to meet. Yeah. It does help that Justin Fields finally learned how to throw the ball more than 20 yards, so. That should benefit that offense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a pretty key point to learn. <laughs> Um, but I, I just, I mean, I get it from the Bears, you know, move on from this guy. It's, we messed up given good draft capital and let's just get something in return. But what the hell is Miami thinking? I mean, this is his third team and he's a young player. He, he can't get it right in Pittsburgh, who is a notoriously good franchise, who has very high standards and a very rich history. Chicago, maybe not as much, but... Rich history, you could say. Um, Yeah, I suppose in the last... uh, Rich history, but not rich present for them. Um, So, I don't know. I don't understand from Miami's perspective. They're already playing well, and... I mean, I guess, you know, it's kind of a... To me, it's kind of a low-risk, (laughs) low-reward. Yeah, definitely low-risk, low-reward. But the key is that low-risk. I mean, you're risking literally nothing. Yeah. And I'm sure they got some good cap deal out of it, too, where the Bears are probably paying for a chunk of his contract. Right, right. He's not even going to be, like... Considered a starter, I don't think. I well, mean, not with Waddle and Hill. Yeah, no. I mean, I guess he could slant to the third, but no way you work into your offense that fast. I mean, if he does, then Chicago had no idea what they were doing with this dude. Uh, which could, I mean, that's plausible. That is, so, <laughs> Eberflus is not <laughs> known for being too smart. Um, and then the Denver Broncos have possibly begun their fire sale, trading Randy Gregory in a 2024 seventh to the 49ers for a 2024 sixth round pick. Uh, Randy Gregory is going to be 31 in November. Uh, it's kind of a low risk move and great depth to me. The 49ers have a luscious pass rush to say the least. And adding Randy Gregory, if it pans out, look out. 
And if it doesn't, I mean, it really doesn't hurt them. Look out anyway. Yeah. I mean, they're, <laughs> it's still the Niners. They're so good. Like, that, th- those draft picks, the one they acquired, probably won't even make their team. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it, it's just, uh, it doesn't even matter at that point. Just It's just bolstering that Super Bowl roster. Um, you know. Really, Randy Gregory was top dog in uh, Dallas, too. Like he, I mean, he I, I looked at what he has, like, 16 and a half sacks with Dallas over, like, his five years there. It was five years? Yeah. Oh, wow, he's much older than I thought. I thought he was only And there. then he only has, like, three sacks with the Broncos in the last, this year and last year. Yeah. Or so, I mean, like, I don't know. I thought he had way more, like, only 20 sacks for how much I've heard his name. That's just, to me, it was like... What? Because his peak was like eight sacks in a year or something like that, which is for a outside linebacker, you know, that's a good season. I'm not, yeah. you know, criticizing dude too much, but um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I think maybe he wasn't going full effort with the Broncos, like you were saying. You know, that's yeah. that's definitely potential. Guys like that, they can get cranky. They get their money and they're like, wait a minute, winning was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and I think he's just kind of another one of those guys who maybe the grass ain't always greener. Devontae Adams rings a bell right now. Yeah. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor has signed a three-year, $42 million deal with $26.5 mil guaranteed. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a running back for the Indianapolis Colts in 2021. First team All-Pro, Pro Bowl, rush yard leader, rushing touchdown leader. Dynamic great player i mean mvp type um the following season though this is what happened six less games played a thousand less rushing yards and 14 less rushing touchdowns the receiving stats declined too that's missing six games i mean i know he's like coming it's he's not probably going full force and everything and there's you always fall back a little but that is a huge decrease in production to be handing that contract when zach moss was popping off i'm a little baffled why they like got things together i mean if they were struggling to run the ball fine but moss was producing running plays all like do they need jonathan taylor that's what i was wondering and i mean i guess they thought it because I mean, I like it because I think running backs deserve to get paid and Taylor deserved it after that year. But when you drop off like that, I mean, I don't know. To me, that's... I mean, he was injured, though. You can't necessarily chalk that up to him. Not always, but he still played 11 games. And if he's not good to go, fine. But then you have that in your back pocket. Is, Is this guy, is he good to go and everything? And then you watch his backup produce... Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what I'm more focused on. I mean, the injury, too. You want to say that, fine, yeah, that's fair. You can't blame the guy for being injured, but you pair that potential risk or scare with a pr- productive backup. I I don't know. Out of all the running back deals, like that one really kind of made me feel weird. I mean, I'm so happy for it because I like running backs getting paid, but... I don't. I mean, I don't know. That's to me why they're not getting paid is the drop offs after injuries. And yeah. I mean, who else are the Colts paying right now though? Like, there's they don't have any like who, who's their guard Nelson something. I can't remember Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's like a top guard. Yeah. Um, Pittman, I think, is still on his rookie deal. Yeah. Um, I can't name a single person on their defense. Um, no, they got the guy from the 49ers. Um, uh, he's, he's like a Armstead or something. He's, he's a really good, oh, yeah. uh, no, Wait, maybe Eric, it's not Armstead. It's Eric Armstead, Armstead, I think he was okay. an offensive lineman. Bullard? Oh, there's some, there's someone that they got from the 49ers cause they had to offload the, the, the players. I mean, they had too much on the defensive line. They couldn't pay yeah. everyone. So they had to dish him. He, they do have a really good defensive tackle who's getting paid premier money because they can afford him and the Colts could. Yeah. And then they have the other linebacker, Darius Leonard. Yeah. Um, Darius he's Leonard. very good too, but I think he's hurt or coming back from an injury or something. So, but I mean, regardless, you pay those three guys. Who the hell else are you paying? So, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, you're, it's, you're totally right when you, when you have a name like Taylor and you're not paying anyone, I guess that makes sense. You might as well. You're probably not going to see like a Super Bowl contender putting out like if he was with the Chiefs, they probably wouldn't have gave him that deal. Oh yeah, no. So yeah, I guess maybe if you look at where he's playing, that 
And you look at yeah. the other contracts, like, what was it, Dalvin Cook only got, like, nine mil a year, something like, nine, eight or nine? Didn't he only get a one-year deal? Yeah. I don't, yeah, so, like, you know, Cook doesn't have any security, and he's not even looking good, he's not, right. he's a backup. Right. I mean, so, I think his days of getting paid big are over, yeah, so. unfortunately, man. Imagine that fall from grace, he's like, nah, I'm not taking a reduction from the Vikings, and he's like, oh, man, I should have, maybe I should have. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um. Then let's go to the Lions. Their cornerback, Emmanuel Mosley, tears his ACL. Second straight season, first game back, out. Um, this was a prize guy from the 49ers. You know, they brought in C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Their secondary was terrible. When you when If you go back to the Lions-Vikings game late last season, it was just an aerial assault because they can't, neither team could stop it. Yeah. Big, big, big injury to their secondary. I mean, they brought in all the all this talent, and I can't remember what happened to Brian Banks if he got like hurt long term. But I know the other day he like exited the game for partway. That's a lot of talent in that secondary, and you could see them flip flop right back to being that crap um, pass defense. Yeah, you know, not crap um, team, but it's just every game's going to be forty five plus yeah. on each side. And to me, that. You're, that's not winning football in the playoffs. You'll be able to get to the playoffs with some high, high uh, octane offense, but when it comes to the playoff time, they can run it. So I mean, they're they're good at everything there, but on defense, teams are going to be able to start throwing down the down their throat. And I mean, a lot of teams know how to do that. So yeah, but I mean, their front seven is probably still going to be biting kneecaps off. I mean, their rookies are insane. Aiden Hutchinson and Brian Branch. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll see how long Brian Branch is hurt, though, or how bad it was. He just, he exited the game for partway, so I wanted him, though. He was a guy I really wanted. Um, I don't know. I To me, though, it's it's going to be interesting for the division. The Lions have a significant lead, but these injuries could, they could add up. They, they could add up, because um, this is early in the season. There's still plenty of time to go for more guys to get hurt. Yeah. If a, a O-lineman goes out or... Montgomery, you know, God forbid, that could be it for them. Um, Bills linebacker Matt Milano, fractured leg, likely out for the year. 2022 first uh, team All-Pro and Pro Bowl. Just last week I was saying they lost their number one corner, and now they lose a top linebacker. Something's up in Buffalo, and here we go. I mean, I... Like I said, I didn't know what it was, and maybe I just thought of an injury bug early or something, because <laughs> this is significant. You oh, lose yeah. two key defensive starters? Um, ouch. Uh, Aren't they getting Von Bell back soon, though? Um, Von Miller? Von Miller. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, Von Miller. Yeah, I think he... Yeah, yeah, I think... He dressed yeah. for the London game. Yeah, he like, either... Yeah, so either that one or else he's back this next game, but he's definitely, like, gearing up to come back. So that'll be a big bolster for sure. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, The Bills, though, to, you know, help their injuries, they've signed cornerback Josh Norman. You know, (laughs) he'll be 36 in December in his last Pro Bowl and All-Pro in 2015. Um, So this would have been a great signing seven years ago, but... But unfortunately, we're in 2023. He did play for the Bills in 2020, so there might be some uh, familiarity and some assets. Um, honestly, probably best you can do at this point. Yeah, for sure. Out of that dry free agent talent pool, I don't even think most people thought Josh Norman was available, really. And I the- forgot about dude. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason like the Bills called him back is because of that familiarity. Um, yeah. We were joking about it last week, but maybe they did call Xavier Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rhodes, are uh, you thinking Rhodes closed? Yeah, they, they closed for this call. We're done. <laughs> um, and then uh, other injury news. Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson, grade three joint sprain, miss at least a month. What is this, the third injury? And this is week five? Or is this the second injury and it's week five? Regardless... That is not good after the problems with Andrew Luck. Now you're going right into Anthony Richardson with this. Um, oh, man, because he looks so good out there, but he's kind of too a last year. I wouldn't trust him. I, yeah. I, I can't. I wouldn't bet any money on this team. I wouldn't. I sure as hell wouldn't bet him to finish the game. I mean, that, that, that ugh. 
just that has to be brutal. Um, they're they're gonna have to find a way for this dude to not get hurt though. Like, yeah. maybe he's not gonna be able to lo- use his legs at all because he ain't gonna make it very long. This career is gonna be short if he keeps this up. Another tragic RG three situation. Yeah. Um. Boy, yeah, uh, t- tough for the Colts. But at least they're not gonna have to pay a quarterback. <laughs> We'll just keep paying Gardner Minshew like 17 mil or something. Yeah, you might as well just make Minshew your guy, and then you can pay Taylor. Um, Cowboys special teamer, CJ Goodwin, torn pectoral muscle, out for a year. Um, you know, he's just a special teamer. Um, but this is a team that had championship aspirations. They lose to the Cardinals, and then they get their butts handed to them on national television against the 49ers. I mean, absolutely whooped. Like... Like, do you want to ever play primetime again, whoops? Um, it's Dallas, they do. <laughs> Jerry Jones wants national games. Yeah, I mean, America's team losing, so how does that make sense? Because I felt like I won. <laughs> um, but hey, this is the type of stuff, though. Like, you lose guys after these bad losses, too. Because if you lose a guy right now, it doesn't matter if it's the backup of your backup. They're there for a reason. Oh, yeah. They're a better backup than the guys on the road. Now... If your starter goes out or something, that was the guy that's next up. That hurts your entire locker room. Even if they're not playing, they might be a locker room guy or whatever. Any of these injuries is significant. And after watching them get dismantled by the 49ers and losing this guy as well as Trayvon Diggs, I mean, I didn't. I thought they would waltz into the playoffs and then lose in the playoffs like they always do. Yeah. And that's probably going to happen again for sure. But... um. Maybe they maybe they're gonna limp into the playoffs and then lose. Like that could happen at this point too. Because I I could very easily see them missing the playoffs, which would be great. I really want to just see the NFC East only send one team to the playoffs this year. Commanders. Yes, the Commanders (laughs) are are my pick to win the NFC East. I mean, I you know, let me just say though, Dak Prescott. I, I think he sucks. Like this dude just doesn't get it. And I think it's also a fault of the team for putting C.D. Lamb as a number one receiver. I've seen him get shut down multiple weeks now, multiple seasons. He is probably a top two or three number two in the NFL. Like, super top tier in that. But he is a a mid-number one at best. Um, He's going to look good some games, but he's not showing consistency. Um, Skip Bayless, you know, is probably out there saying that, uh, him and Justin Jefferson are equal or maybe Lamb's pulling ahead, but we're, we're going to pump our brakes on that over here. Um, yeah, it's just devastating for that team. Jets O-lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker, torn Achilles out for season. That O-line was bad and it's just getting more rough. No way Cousins would want to go there. I swear. There's no way. Like, he's not waving a no trade clause. They'll get beat up in New York. And then blamed for it, too. That's right. the fun thing. Right. For <laughs> sure. And they got to kind of stick with the young guy that can at least try to escape. Oh, yeah. And Rodgers, I mean, is he going to want to rush back? I mean, another O-lineman <laughs> out. Like, do you want to go back? <laughs> he just wants to check out the playoff schedule first. <laughs> and who are we playing? <laughs> He's got to come back during the Super Bowl or going against the 49ers. Yeah, nah, let Wilson play it out. <laughs> did you see uh, Kaepernick actually tried to get on the Jets I roster? I did see that. That's quite hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why this dude is still trying to act like he cares. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? He, I remember the practice like a year or two ago where he they like gave him an NFL stadium. I think it was in Atlanta or some crap. Yeah, that, that sounds right. And they like had film crews and scouts ready. I mean, they gave this dude a chance. I've never seen a player get an opportunity like that in my life. Yeah. This dude, like two or three hours before, says, no, nah, I'm not going there. I'm going to this high school like three hours away. And like one scout ended up going. And then he like blames everyone. Like... Dude, you are so dumb. You were given a silver platter opportunity and said, nah. Like, it. I mean, I knew his what he was doing before that, but that was all I needed for confirmation. Like, all these years, like, you had no intention to play football. Right, right. <laughs> but he's the cover of Wildcard Football, the new video game. I like, heard about that. Like, there's like 10 people on the cover, JJ included, but why is Kaepernick front and center? Like... 
Oh man, yeah, it's been a while since he's been in Madden. He was he's still fun in Madden. Isn't he King. still a free agent in Madden? Or they finally no. take him out. He's been out since uh, his last Madden game was uh, twenty two. Okay, he'd always be like a sixty seven overall in free agency, <laughs> right. just waiting for his chance. <laughs> um, and the Rams have traded wide receiver Van Jefferson to the Falcons. Twenty seven years old, Super Bowl champ. Uh, career totals 101 receptions, 1,499 yards, 10 touchdowns in 49 games. Uh, solid receiver, but I don't know. I mean, let's see. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup have just been eating up the targets there, I guess. And Hig- Higby's cleaning up the scraps. Uh, yeah. And who else are they? Odell Beckham, um, uh, Robert Woods. I mean, they had a ton of guys, you know, prioritized over him. Um, but I, I feel like the one year when they had Woods and um, I think it was Woods and Cup as their primary guys, and then Jefferson was kind of their third guy down the middle, and it worked really well. But then they brought Odell Beckham in instead, and then I just you know Van Jefferson seemed to have like fallen off the radar since then. Um, I don't know what he really offers the Falcons though. What pick did they give up for him? Uh, I I'm not actually hundred oh. percent sure. Sorry. Um, but, I mean, the Falcons are pretty strapped for wide receiver help. Anybody that you can throw in front of Desmond Ritter, I feel like, is a positive sign. He just threw for 300 yards. I mean, yeah. he's obviously got something. He's also apparently undefeated in every home game. Yeah. 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 I mean, Drake London, I think, is a really good wide receiver. Um, I don't know what's going on with Cordero Patterson. I mean, there's no way he's running there anymore. They got um, a nice backup and then... Robinson's pretty much the guy there now. Um, There's no way he's taking on that wide receiver role just to get smacked at this age. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like Patterson could still have a role. I just I haven't really seen anything from him, and he was pretty dynamic there. Um, and then they got rid of uh, um, Calvin Ridley a few years yeah. ago, so and that he was supposed to be you know the next up after Julio to take over, and so I guess you know I mean. They also have this uh, tight end. You know, they drafted him really high. It was uh, um, uh, uh, Kyle, Kyle Pitts. You probably haven't seen him out there. Oh, uh, the guy that just does laps yeah, on every play. Yeah, he's 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 the NFL's premier cardio guy. <laughs> uh, he actually doesn't know how to catch. He he doesn't want to catch. He he just runs. He just wants the cardio. So uh, it works really well there in Atlanta. It's odd that they don't throw to a tight end as a receiving position like most teams, but. Um, the cardio is good. I haven't seen it, you know, win any games yet, but he actually did pretty good this week. Uh, seven yeah. receptions. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, he did credit where it's due, but yeah, but it's, I mean, that, that's what it should be every week though. It shouldn't, yeah. this shouldn't be like a, wow, he had, he had 80 yards. <laughs> crazy. Had a mediocre like, game. <laughs> like that should just be a weekly product from him. And I don't know, maybe they're just realizing that like, wait, he's talented. Like, I don't know. It's just baffling to me. Um, but now let's get into the Minnesota KC game. We ended up losing by seven. Uh, about what I thought, you know, we probably could win it. We had every chance. And then, you know, it was a competitive loss. So it's everything I imagined. And I, I wasn't really upset except for that Oliver fumble at the beginning. It absolutely pissed me off. I mean, of course, of course. Um, yeah, so that was fantastic um but let's start off with the terrible news jj on ir with hamstring injury out for four games minimum how do you feel Uh, it's gonna be a bummer not to see him out there anymore for four weeks but at the very least like he can take time off he didn't he's not gonna re-aggravate it or anything like that and he's still gonna end up the league receiving leader so you know yeah i mean i don't know if he'll finish on top because hill's just going at it right now That's but true. um i think he'll still be a pro bowl a potential all pro guy even missing four games i mean he's that good where he could miss the four games and still leap in there um but you know nfl so crowded at wide receiver where good players are always you know not able to make it so um that could hamper him and really you know hurt his uh because he still had such a great start to his nfl career but uh what is this year four for him yeah. right so he he has all the year three records fastest but he might not get the fastest in you know year four ever in the nfl because of this injury so it's a little sad but um 
I was telling my friend, if you're going to get hurt, get hurt being 1-4 and four instead of 4-1. and one. Yeah. At least it's right now, and it really doesn't hamper our team too much. We can kind of see what Addison's got. Hawkinson needs to step the hell up, and Osborne has the role of a lifetime. I mean, he, he's getting every opportunity to be that guy again. Oh, yeah. So he, he can put on the tape and, you know, make do with all the mistakes he's made. Um, yeah. But, man, that hurts. It definitely does hurt. However... He- his hamstring's been bothering him the past couple games as well. Like, yeah, he it, did. It's not a new yeah. thing. He's gotten off the field a couple times with it. And he was a non-factor this last game, uh, only catching three passes for 28 yards. I mean, he was a ghost out there. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I just want to see him rest and get healthy, and that's just the bottom line. Um it's not like he's going to lose a step with a hamstring injury for yeah. four weeks. Yeah, he'll be fine. It's not like a long-term thing. It's just uh, short-term. I guess kind of as Vikings fans, that's one of the few things we had was JJ stats. So one less thing to get excited for. Uh, Kirk Cousins, though, 29 for 47, 284 yards, two touchdowns, three carries, five yards. Solid outing statistically. Um but I, I don't think the stats show the whole picture. He wasn't like... I mean, the run game was pretty ineffective all game, and we were down with the costly mistakes, and um, there were some key drops. <clears throat> Madison. Um, so it could have been a lot better, but it, it, it is what it is, I guess. I, I wouldn't pin the loss on Cousins, though, at all. I, I don't think it's uh, on him. Uh Alexander Madison, eight attempts, 26 yards, two catches, 20 yards, and a touchdown. But a big drop, a big drop. It could have been another one. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that, and that could have tied the score up, I believe, or something, or uh, given us a lead at the point or whatever. I mean, it was a crucial play, and he missed. Um, yeah, so, you know, he had two good games with Madison, then we're back to the same crap. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. About right, about right. Um, Jordan Addison, six catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, we're going to need a lot of that these four weeks. Um, if not more. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's really nice to see him succeeding, though. Wide receiver is such a hard position, and the Vikings have had such a shaky history at it. You got your greats, Randy Moss, Justin Jefferson. We also got your whiffs, Laquan Treadwell. Troy uh, Williamson. Yeah, so, you know, we've seen the best of both worlds here, and we're getting the the... Uh, a positive one on Addison here. And then Hawkinson, five catches, 51 yards. I feel like he had some drops. I can't remember how many, but Hawkinson is not looking good. He he had that one great game against Philly, and that's it. This dude is just... The contract looks awful. It should have been given to Justin Jefferson. And it should not have been paid to Hawkinson first. If Hawkinson played like this this year, that contract would be a lot cheaper. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, maybe it's just in his head with everyone saying that He's not worth it, and he needs to prove it, and so angry at him for the contract. Like, maybe that got into his head somehow. Like, he's on uh, X too much, reading uh, negativity from people. Uh, That's the only thing I can think of, because this dude has all the talent in the world and showed it to us last year, so I'm I'm, I'm baffled. Could be a scheme change thing, too. It could just be... uh... Hawkinson isn't schemed to be that number one target at the moment. Uh, I mean, I, I suppose I just, that just doesn't make sense when you pay the dude so much. Um, but I, I mean, you're probably, I'm just saying it's, it doesn't make sense from the coach to not, if that is the issue, it just doesn't make sense for the coach to, to not figure that out or something. But I mean, there's been a lot of complaints with O'Connell with fans. Some of it might be warranted. Some of it not. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like last year we exceeded expectations and everyone praised these guys and now they're seeing the other end of that. You know, the sky's falling and they're coming for their heads. Um, And it's probably an overreaction in both seasons, honestly. Like, we're probably just that middle of the road team and we got really lucky and now we're getting really unlucky. Um, But maybe it's just going to it's going to be just right next season just right you know just right with an nfc championship loss (laughs) the perfection uh osborne five catches 49 yards um pretty similar to hawkinson you know just two two less yards on the day uh 
I, I kind of don't like when we throw to him. I get a little scared now. Yeah. It's, I get scared with a lot of the players, actually. I, it's like the only guy I trust is Jeff, Jefferson and Addison, really. I mean... Yeah, but even Jefferson's let you down once now. Yeah, he did, but he's also let... I mean, I can forgive once. Yeah, I can forgive yeah. that, too, but... He does it again, though. I'm trading it, and I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I see that. Trade Jefferson, like, I've never... Can't believe how stupid you people are. Why would you trade Jefferson? I mean, I get it. You can get a lot of capital, but you're not getting a wide receiver to replace him out of that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean... I mean, I guess maybe, like, if it was some, uh, who was it, Reggie Bush-type haul, get a team's entire draft, but I don't even know if that's worth it at that point. I mean, if someone gave me, like, an, like, maybe not, like, like an all-pro, but maybe, like, a second-team all-pro caliber, so, you know, like, almost that caliber of Jefferson, but a little lower, and I'd need a few draft picks, like, first-rounders, like, three or four to even consider it. I mean, I know that seems like a wild deal, but I wouldn't trade him unless yeah. you're willing to ball like that. Because if you're willing to give me that haul, I'll hear you. But if you're just saying, yeah, second round pick, like, no. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people probably, like, that's probably what it would come to if you traded him. Like <laughs> More than likely. Like, <laughs> especially with how undervalued the wide receiver trades have been lately. Like, I mean, if Claypool got a second rounder, Jefferson should be worth, like, three first overall picks, so... <laughs> right. At least. Um, and then Oliver, you know, the big early fumble that I was talking about, that hurts. Um, and then Davenport and Hunter with a sack each. That's nice to see. Davenport continuing his uh, role, and Hunter's, you know, he's really piling up the, the sacks this season, so... Maybe that's what we have to look forward to now that Jefferson's out, just watching the sack numbers. Uh, our defense is out there enough, so yeah, <laughs> they're going to have chances. I did not think I'd be saying I'm looking forward to the Vikings' defense <laughs> at any point this season, but here we are. Uh, should we talk about the MVP of this year, though? Let's let's talk about the MVP real quick. Greg Joseph, two for two field goals, two for two extra points. On the season, four for four on field goals, 14 for 14 on extra points. Mm. Perfection out of a kicker. I, I mean, seriously, that's like, that's not even possible, I didn't think. I didn't, I didn't think it was possible in Minnesota to have a, a perfect kicker. I mean, it's probably going to last right until we go to, like, the NSC Championship, and it's like, you know, right to send us in, yeah. and I'll whiff it. Then, it'll, then it all comes back. Then he remembers he's a Viking. Yeah, um, but seriously, I'm. that's so cool. When I watch the screen on kicks, I don't get nervous. Yeah. And I used to be nervous all the time, and right, rightly so, because half the time I would be, you know, upset after we got a touchdown because he freaking misses the extra point. Um, so it's just nice that he's hitting them. And, um, but why can't he do it when we're winning? Like, seriously, we're one in four. It's, probably that's why. He has no pressure on these kicks. Like, if I miss it, who cares? We're already done. Right. So, um, he needs to keep this mentality, though, when we're, like, you know, 15 and two some season, then he needs to be like, yeah, we're losers, so I'm going to keep kicking it well. Um, boy, though, that's, uh, that's nice that Joseph can kick, I swear. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, then we get into the playoff picture again. The only thing that changed out of uh, teams that are in right now are uh, Cleveland losing their spot and Jacksonville taking over. And that's, uh, you know, Jacksonville did have to win a game, but Cleveland didn't play. So um, can't really fault them too much for losing that playoff uh, position. Um, but starting in the AFC East, Miami's up a game over Buffalo. Um, and then, you know, it's a... Another game apiece between the Jets and uh, Patriots as well. Patriots, you can probably stick a fork in them. They're done. Not yeah. going to do too much. The Jets are going to give you troubles in that division a little. It's not going to be an easy win by any means. And, I mean, I think M Miami is the, the cream of the crop of that division. Oh, yeah. um, as long as they stay healthy. That was that was my concern earlier this year. I didn't think they'd make the playoffs because I didn't trust Tua staying healthy. But he's done a good job staying healthy so far. And as long as he does... I mean, hey, if I knew you'd be healthy, there's no way I would admit them from a playoff ranking. They they have the talent. It's just the injuries. I do love how low that bar for Tua staying healthy is. He made it through week five. 
Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's a big accomplishment in the NFL, but <laughs> at the same time, you shouldn't be crossing your fingers that your quarterback makes it to week five. I mean, how many times? I can't even remember how many times he got hurt last year. Like three or four? Something I mean, he, crazy. It was just like all all the time. They, they had to use their second and third quarterback so many times. Like every quarterback was important on that roster. Um, but yeah, they're definitely a step of ahead of Buffalo, especially with these injuries to Buffalo. Um, I suppose I did hear, uh, their, uh, the rookie running back out of Miami got hurt, but they have so much talent that they can afford that. Um, on the offensive side, uh, a defensive for Miami, I would start to get concerned. They start losing pieces more, um, you know, Buffalo losing the defense, uh, that uh especially in the miami matchups you're really gonna see that um who's gonna cover claypool who's gonna cover claypool (laughs) um afc west kc's got the lead um you know the vegas um they had their win and they looked pretty good um they're they're not terrible like max crosby's a really good pass rusher actually and he's a game wrecker like he single-handedly can make pressure and just screw up your game for you and uh adams is he's a very good wide receiver garoppolo he he brought his team to a super bowl like he's a good player yeah um and and they have josh jacobs i don't think they're a super bowl contender by any means but you play vegas and it's not a gimme it's not a gimme so they might give you some hiccups and denver they uh they look crappy. I think I was wrong on Denver. I I thought their schedule was easy enough where they would they would make the playoffs as a wild card team, but boy, boy was I wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which oh, is yeah. fine. I just I just I thought Russell Wel- Wilson is better than people give him credit for. I mean, I don't think he's a top 5 quarterback, but I feel like people act like he's a the worst quarterback in the league. Um I just don't get how Denver is such a cluster of drama. Yeah. Too. Like I've never really thought of Denver that way until like the past couple of years when Russell Wilson got involved. But it's only football too. Like all the other places are like you know championships and the Avalanche all the time. The Nuggets just got their first one. Um, it's a big home run uh, park for baseball. Yeah. So it just it's just the Broncos, right? <laughs> and it's just recent too because you saw them with their championship ways with Peyton Manning and uh, oh yeah, yeah they they they've had some good teams once out. I think once Elway left is when it really all started, and Walmart bought it. Uh, that's when she got Tebow. That was the beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Walmart owns them. They gave up a crap ton for Sean Payton and gave up a crap ton for Russell Wilson, and ain't crap working there. <laughs> right. Like, how many articles do you have to have about your head coach hating your quarterback? Before? I don't even know where you start to fix that problem then, really. Because you can't get rid of either of them right now. I mean, I... Well, wasn't... he? They had to have discussed this when he came in, right? Right. Like, like I mean... We can't get rid of Wilson, period. Because it, it had to be an understanding. Like, you got to deal with this guy for a little bit. And, you know, yeah, sure. And what, was he just, you know, drunk and not paying attention in the conversation or what? Like, Did he just not meet Wilson at any point? <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe he just, like, doesn't like Sierra. I don't know. He's more of a future guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I don't know. I Like I said, I don't even think Russell Wilson's that bad. Like, you saw them bounce back on offense against the Bears. And not just the Bears, but, I mean, they did do that. And then there was another game where they threw a Hail Mary. I mean, lucky play that the other team didn't bat down and Russell Wilson got it in there, even though it was underthrown. Before that, he's a Super Bowl winner. Um, I'd blame the defense a lot of times, honestly. Some of the crap they've done, I'd blame the defense. Um, You can't really get 70 points put up on your defense and get any sort of pass for the rest of the year after that yeah yeah i i just i don't know it's to me wilson is the least of their problems i know it's easy to blame the quarterback but if you took russell wilson out there and play someone else who's coming in there and saving him with that roster there's not a single dude on this planet tom brady couldn't do it in his prime the team is toast yeah and I mean, I think it's a culture thing, too. Like, the players have given up, in my opinion. Like, they, they don't even want to be there at this point. Um, I mean, I suppose you're owned by Walmart. Like, you know, why the hell would you? Because infinite money. They should be able to put uh, infinite money into the fo- 
football team, really. <laughs> Infinite money into the football team, and they just, they don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah, just, just interesting in Denver. The complete opposite of KC, who's just, like, dominating over them in the division oh, yeah. all these years. Um, in the AFC North, I'm still surprised that Pittsburgh beat Baltimore this last week. Um, but man, Baltimore with Odell Beckham, you just knew he was going to be hurt. He's not playing at all. He's just injured again and his career's done. Dude needs to retire. Um, yeah, Baltimore kind of, I don't know. I mean, I think they're a talented team, but they just, they're so shaky and inconsistent all the time. Like, it just, you don't know what you're getting out of that team week in and week out. I know division games are tougher. So, I mean, I'm not saying they're, it's completely implausible that the Pittsburgh Steelers could win. Their defense is fantastic. Uh, TJ Watt alone, another game wrecker. Like, yeah. he, he'll take over the game without any talent. So, you know, the Steelers winning is. That's positive. Even with that quarterback, I don't really like their quarterback. He, he's not able to move as much, but he's still able to... I guess he didn't do much, but, I mean, he is the quarterback, so you do lead your team technically all the time. He hasn't really done much since he started his career, though. Like, I mean, I I don't think he's your guy. I mean, I don't know how long you sit on him. I mean, I'd probably give him this year because you can't do anything else, but in the draft, I'd, that's the position I'd see that I could upgrade the most. Or even look in free agency, what if uh, Dobbs out of the Cardinals is available because they want to go after someone else. Um, Kyler Murray might become available. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of possible guys, and if you're not going to draft someone, any of those veterans, I think, are going to be more than serviceable with the guy you got because that defense is really good, and if you just surround a... A decent quarterback with the team, you know, even Kirk Cousins, someone like that could go over there, and I mean, they'd be pretty good. T.J. Watt and Kirk Cousins, in my opinion. Do you uh, take Pickett over Sam Darnold? Mm, mm, uh, dang, that's a hard one. I feel like they're. I feel like that's a fair question though, because Pickett, I feel, is like two years out from being Sam Darnold, where it's just journeyman, journeyman, journeyman. Like, the second they move on from him, it's just... Yeah. I mean, I'd take Pickett based on the 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 money he's getting right now, you know, because it's a rookie deal, so it's going to be a little cheaper than... Dar- Darnold would command just a one-year deal of, you know, probably not too much either. Mil, yeah. 10, 12 mil. Um, yeah, but you're, you're, you're exactly right. He's heading on that traje- uh, trajectory. You know, he's going to start seeing ghosts out there. <laughs> um... But yeah, I think Cincy can take over that division. 3-2, 3-2, 2-2, and 2-3. Cincy's at the bottom, but they're 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 just like one or one and a half games out. Like, and they're on the hot streak right now. Yeah, I, I mean, Joe, I said, don't play Joe Burrow the first four. We let him heal. And I had them going 0-4 and winning their division. They're 2-3 and right now, so they're ahead of schedule in my book. And they're looking real good pacing in that division because Baltimore is probably your biggest threat. Cleveland is another inconsistent team. Decent defense, but do I trust Deshaun Watson? I don't know. And they look like they made a bad decision getting rid of Baker Mayfield and replacing him with Deshaun Watson. Mayfield is outplaying him for less money. Oh, yeah. For (laughs) sure. So... Uh, and we got better commercials. Like we don't even get Deshaun Watson commercials. Like, and they can't really advertise the uh, massage places with Deshaun Watson commercials. <laughs> that would be the best, dude. <laughs> Baker Mayfield in a massage commercial. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day. I shared it with my uh, one of my uncles. It had him like on his tablet, Deshaun Watson, and uh, like someone had edited the screen of the tablet. It said, "Where do I get a massage in Pittsburgh?" <laughs> <laughs> um afc south uh jacks and indy are both three and two houston and tennessee at two and three starting to see a little you know little separation now by that game between two of the teams two of the teams um i think jacksonville's the best team for sure um not too much to say about that division nfc east philly dominating five and oh uh dallas with two big losses at three and two Washington, Eaton, um, at their heels, two and three, and the Giants are dead in the water at one and four. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, Dallas would have the seventh seed today. They're they're not playing very well. Like they should be the top wild card team. Oh, uh, yeah. but hey, we're not getting that right now. Um, San Francisco, five and zero. Oh. 
I said they were the best team last week, and if there was any debate, they shut everyone in the world up with that beat down to the Cowboys. 42 to 10. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. You guys wrecked them. Um, San Francisco is out there just taking out everybody in their path. Yeah, Purdy is so good. Like, he, he's not flashy at all. He just gets the job done. And he has such a good cast around him. I mean, running backs, they can run. Like, I don't even know all their names at this point, if any of them. And they can all do it. And um, Kittle, elite tight end. Great shirt, by the way. Um, yeah. And Ayuk, Debo Samuel, they are lush with talent. And and, and that defense, that's that's the premier part. I just talked about the offense. That's a scary offense. And that's, that's the worst part of those two. Yeah. I mean, it's... If they don't win a Super Bowl this year, it's it's a failed season. Like I feel like if you go to the Super Bowl and lose it, you failed this year. They're they're that good where anything less than a title is a failure. I would almost say anything less than an undefeated season is a failure. Yeah, I mean they're they're so hard. Like, if that was yeah. realistic. I mean, I'd love to see a team do it. And I've I've always liked the 49ers. I don't know. I've I've always liked them. Like when they were making their runs a few years ago with like Navarro Bowman and um Patrick Willis. I really liked them. Oh, yeah. You know, I've just I always thought they made a dumb mistake, though, moving on from Alex Smith to go to Kaepernick. I thought it worked really well for a certain point, but that was why they lost their last game that they did with Kaepernick, in my opinion. I didn't think I, in the playoffs. it was. I think it was a Super Bowl game that they lost yeah. with them. Um, well, no, Kaepernick, or was it the championship? I think it was the ch- NFC championship NFC game. NFC championship yes. game. Because they... he, he stormed the Packers in the divisional round, like 200 rush yards or some crap. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um. But yeah, they're they're a great team right now. But uh, Seattle three and one in that division. They're really good. They didn't play this last week. Uh, Rams two and three. They're getting Cooper Cup back. Um, and Puka Nakua is looking good. Who are you gonna cover? Who are you gonna cover? Because Matt Stafford. I don't remember if it was Andrew or Damian, but we were discussing the top NFC quarterbacks and uh, Jalen Hurts and um, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins. Those were you know the three we pretty much said were. The best in the conference, and I, I I agree with that still to this day. Uh, the only other guys, you know, Jared Goff, he he definitely has to start being added to that con- uh, conversation. But anyone saying Dak Prescott belongs in top five of the NFC, get out of here. Get out of here. Well, I've seen enough. When do we start adding Brock Purdy to that conversation? I mean, I... I, I mean, I think I would be about ready to, because he, he's really good, but... He just has so much talent around him, or that's kind of a debate with a lot of people. You know, they don't want to give you all the credit because they want to see you with less. Like, what can you do? And it's a double-edged sword because, you know, you got your crappy quarterback or good quarterbacks who don't have a cast and can't do anything, and they get blamed for it. So it's not always fair in the quarterback position. I think if you were to start calling him top five in the NFC, I don't think you could argue against that person, but I think excluding him from right now is also fair because he's so young into his career. But I just think if you did mention his name, I couldn't I couldn't come up with an argument to say, you know, five other players are better than him in the conference because it's not about what you did yesterday. It's about what you did today. And Purdy, he's he's balling. He's balling top tier. Yeah. So you're, you're 100% right. You could start saying it today and... I don't think you have an argument against it. Outside of the whole system QB stuff, which, yeah. I mean, there might be some truth to that. There might not be, and we don't know. I mean, Tom Brady sure shut everyone up with that, going over to Tampa Bay and winning a Super Bowl. He also had 20 years to prep. Yeah. Then he had Russell Wilson, though, and people maybe saying Seattle worked out well for him, and then in uh, Denver here it ain't working out too good. So yeah. who, who knows, I guess. Um now into our yard, backyard, NFC North, Detroit, dominating four and one. Green Bay two and three. Chicago, Minnesota at the bottom one and four. Um, yeah, Detroit's pretty much running away with this, but these injuries keep mounting up. The Packers look like crap, but I mean, if, if enough injuries, they could catch up. And same with the Vikings. This season looks like crap, but you know, if they start losing the Lions like another game, and we beat the Bears. It's two games out, yeah. and we're or the season is like over for us. But it's 
it's just not with how things are looking in our division. It's such a weird year because, um, you know, Dallas one week could probably beat us like 70 to zero and then we could beat them 56 to three the next week. Like you don't know what you're getting. Uh, all, all that's for certain is if you play San Francisco, you're going to lose. Well, what's going to be nutty is the end of the season because, um, if like the Vikings do stay in contention, we have like five of our last six division games in the last like six weeks or something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No. So it's not going to be decided until then. Pretty I, much. I think specifically we play the lions like two of the last three weeks. Yep. So yep. We all, yeah. it goes lions, Packers, lions yeah. to end out the season. It's just crazy. <laughs> um, and then the NFC South, you know, Tampa Bay 3-1, Atlanta 3-2, New Orleans 3-2, Carolina 0-5. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay, you know, they didn't play, but they still look good. And Atlanta coming up with the, you know, Ritter's starting to look decent. And they added um, Van Jefferson, we were saying. New Orleans got Elvin Kamara back. The NFC South is getting kind of interesting outside of Carolina. Yeah, I mean, Carolina is even interesting in their own right because, you know, rookie QB, all that Super fun Bowl stuff. contenders and all that. Super- <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep an eye on them on the Super Bowl watch. They still haven't been eliminated. We can still do it. Um, but then let's just briefly talk about the uh, Vikings' next four games because um, those are the ones Jefferson's out. Uh, we have the Bears this next week. Now, I thought it would be a for sure loss because they haven't won any games, but then they won against. Um, Whoever they commanders. dismantled, the was it the Commanders? Yes, the, the Commanders on Thursday Night Football. Uh, kudos to DJ Moore putting like 200 plus yards on them. Yeah. Um, so now I think the Vikings can do it because we don't have that history going against our side. Like it would just be a win streak for the Bears at this point. It wouldn't be like the first win in a year. So uh, I think it's plausible. Even without Jefferson, I think we're better. Oh, yeah. I think the Bears' defense sucks, and I don't really trust Fields. I feel like Flores, if he's a good defensive coordinator, he better figure it out against Justin Fields. Um, For sure. Yeah, so it's definitely a winnable game with or without Jefferson. Um, Then you got the 49ers. Two weeks, right? I think it's the 49ers. Um, We are playing the Niners at some point this season. I know that. That's a definite loss to me. The 49ers... With or without Jefferson, you're losing that game, and it's not going to be pretty. It's yeah. going to be a big nightmare, and at least it's nice to know that. <laughs> you know, yeah, we we go in with no hope. That's a rare feeling for us. Um, so uh, what do you think about the Bears game? Um, I think the, I think you're right. Uh, this is where Brian Flores needs to really bring his A game for sure. Uh, just because Justin Fields, that like. His type of quarterback play was part of the reason we had to move on from Donatel in the first place. We couldn't contain mobile quarterbacks, and that was one of our biggest issues. When we played mobile quarterbacks at any level, we were put, they were able to put up 40 on us, yep. 30, 30, 40 on us. And um, so going up against the worst version of that quarterback, that's when you have to show that you can contain him and keep him in the pocket and keep the pressure on him. So this is really a, uh, you know, put up or shut up game for Flores to prove that his scheme can work with us. I mean, not shut up like we should fire him if we lose right, to the right. Bears, but I'd start at least being more concerned. I got my eyes on you. Okay. <laughs> uh, then the 49ers is the next game. Uh, so, any thoughts about that one? Ah. Uh, that is going to be a schlocking. I'm not looking forward to watching that one. Uh, what do you think the over-under is going to be? 30 points in the gambling world? I don't know. I just... <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You're going to score a payday if like Vikings win that game and you vote and you uh, bet on them. Although I would have said the same thing about the Kansas City game. And we were just a couple bad penalties away from winning that, you know? I mean, I... I think the Chiefs are definitely worse than the 49ers. They're making too many mistakes. I mean, you saw, like, they had an entire drive where it was just, like, penalties against them where we just moved. Like, we were not looking good, and they just, they were almost handing it to us on a silver platter, and that's exactly the Vikings' issue this year. They just, they can't take anything good. They just, they just get beat and just lay down in it. I swear that's just what happens every time. Uh, then the third game is the Packers. I think that's a very winnable game. 
Uh, it's going to be hard without Jefferson, though. Um, my guess is Addison probably gets shadowed and taken out of that game. More than likely. Because um, he's not keeping up with yeah. their top corner. So that's that's pretty much if Hawkinson or Madison and Akers can lead a solid ground game. Um, if they can't get it done, I think that's going to be another loss. And right now, I think we would lose that Packers game. I think we probably win the Bears, lose the next two, and then it's the Falcons after that. Uh, that's on the road. Are we going to end that Ritter uh, possibility? I think that's a winnable game for sure. Yeah. If we're going to win a second game out of these four, I think it's against the Falcons. But what they're really good at is run offense. And what we're really bad at is run defense. So I don't know if we're going to figure that out in time. I just... Um, if they if they straight up like ran it fifty times against us and only pass it ten, I think they would have a winning game formula. Oh, yeah. But I know they won't run it that much. They will pass, and I don't trust that quarterback all the time. But he is a good scrambler, like you said. You know, we're gonna see a little preview on how that goes down with Fields this week. So that's true. And they're probably gonna dust off Cordell Patterson. He'll probably run for three hundred on us just to break <laughs> yeah. AP's record. <laughs> and yo, face drafted me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, what, what do you think out of those? What do you think our record will be the next four games, uh, you know? Next four games, I'm looking... I'm going to be a, an optimist and say that we win three out of four. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we're beating the 49ers according to... No, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, no, Bears, Packers, yeah. and Falcons are all winnable games, and this is... This is that midseason where the Vikings hit their stride and screw us out of a top 10 pick. Yeah. We can't just lose out. We have to be constantly in the playoff contention, make a wild card, and get a top 14 pick. Or not top 14, uh, bottom 14 pick. Yeah. Um, to me, I think best case scenario, we go 2-2. Two and two. Worst case scenario, we go 1-3. and three. I think there's no way we lose all four games. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it's, to me, the most winnable is the Bears, second most is Falcons, third Packers, and fourth is 49ers. I would be shocked if we if the 49ers uh, go down to the Vikings. If we beat the 49ers and lose out the rest of the games, that's a W season for You know, me. isn't that, like, something that you could just see happen? Like, we lose all these games but just beat the 49ers, and they go, like, 16-1 and and win the Super Bowl, and, like, we're just, like, some random outlier that we're able to figure it out, like... You know, that's totally possible, too. And that's probably truthfully what will be it. Like, they're probably going to struggle and have, like, their worst game. And we're going to be into it, in it, in it. And then it's going to be, like, we're going to find a way to lose. Purdy's going to just have a nice drive to end it. Or someone's going to fumble it. Like, something's going to happen. I just, I can see that so well. I don't want to be the team to give Brock Purdy the L, though. (laughs) To be honest. (laughs) Just Brock Purdy. I don't mind the 49ers, but I'd feel bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's gonna be an interesting four weeks, but um, you know, this Bears game is winnable. Um, I went. I'm not gonna be too upset if we lose, cause if if we lose this season's over. Put a fork in us. Technically, we could come back, but if you lose to the Bears, I you it, shouldn't. Yeah, it's. I mean, I know it's a division game, and they're always tougher than they should be. But it's the freaking Bears. Like yeah. this, this isn't a game that you can just squander. You need to win it if you have any hope and feel in you. And I feel like we will. And then I feel like we'll lose to the 49ers. So we're gonna be what is that? Two and two and five. Five. Yeah. So not a pretty record, but. The way the division's looking, you're not out of it, and especially with all the division games left. If we're 1-0 with five more division games left to play, that's, you know, more than enough ammo to come through late in the season. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes down. Um, Any other thoughts on this week or the upcoming matchups? I don't really have my eye on too many uh, matchups outside of the Vikings at the moment. I guess... uh, I'm curious as to what's going to happen to Bill Belichick. Like, is he just going to have a stroke one time on the field and his <laughs> next shutout? 
Yeah, I mean, what are they getting outscored? Like seventy to three in the last two games. Yeah, I mean, they're just getting like creamed. It was, and it's against you know one good team against the Cowboys. Well, are they? We are don't they? know. And then the other one is against the Saints. Yeah, like the what? Saints. <laughs> the Saints. They the, ran up on you. The Saints. I'm pretty sure without Derek Carr, right? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. mean, they have Kamara back, but yeah, it's it's just kind of baffling. I mean, I feel like. I mean, because he is their GM, I, I think, still, yeah. and he should not be. I oh. mean, it's fine if he's going to be the coach. I I think he has more leeway than any other coach in the league. Like, For he sure. could probably go 0-17, and it wouldn't be a foregone conclusion he's gone. Oh, like, for sure. With how tight, with how tight him and Robert Kraft yeah. are, there's no way. And and he gave you so many titles. Like the Patriots, just off the last twenty years, are one of the most successful franchises in football. If you take that twenty years and rival it against any other team's full history, yeah. So, um, he does have a lot of leeway, and I don't think he's that bad of a coach. I think Mac Jones sucks, and. Tom Brady is like a hundred times better than him, and they're getting a, you know, they're getting to see what happens. Yeah, mediocre quarterback. Yeah, looks like. they see what happens when you don't have Tom Brady as your quarterback. You know, um, taking a pay cut so you could afford a lot of other guys. You know, that's Mac Jones is a cheap guy right now, but his cheap production isn't equal anything. It's just it's not worth. It. He's not worth playing on the field. Um, Cam Newton was better. They had a better record with them. They played better with them. They're not. They're not. I mean, they had the one good season with Mac Jones, but this is he's not. He's not the guy. And right. and they're a team that's going to have to figure it out. And I I you know are, are they going to draft and develop a guy? I mean, Garoppolo was kind of that dude, and they moved off him. And you know the the Raiders were able to secure him. That would have been something for if he could come back to New England somehow. Because who knows what the Raiders are doing is. Is Garoppolo your franchise guy right now? I mean, I don't know. They're the Raiders are okay and they're fine. Garoppolo is not a bad quarterback, but they're not winning a Super Bowl oh, like no. in the next. That, that roster is not constructed to win it in the next five years. That head opinion. coach isn't constructed to win in the next five years. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that team is just. I mean, they have such a cool looking stadium, and they just like. I mean, yeah, the Antonio Brown drama. <laughs> yeah. It's just so much going on there at the Raiders. Um, Mark Davis looking like a kid on the first day of school every time he's on the screen. Yeah, he looks like the like a kid that would, like, the lollipop, you know, licking it on his way to school. It's... And he's up there calling Josh McDaniels an asshole while he's looking like that. <laughs> Josh McDaniels, the fall from him, too. Yeah, um, yeah, crazy, crazy team. The Vikings will play him later this year, so... Um, Oh, December. So that'll be a interesting game. The Raiders or the Patriots? The Raiders. We do not play the Patriots this year. We've already played the Chargers and the uh, Chiefs, so we still have to go through the Broncos and the Raiders, the worst two of the AFC oh. West. Um, both winnable games, so uh, we'll we'll see if they're worth winning at that point in the season. But uh, is that all then for you yeah, at yeah. this point? All right. Um well, that's it for this week. Hopefully we get another Vikings win. Um, the Twins are playing right now. I know they're down in the series 2-1. Hopefully they pull that out today. Uh, not looking too good. Better um, than they started yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that was an awful game. 9-1, uh, losing that one. Uh, really hard to watch. Um, and then the Wild begin this uh, this week. So there's a, there's a lot of excitement here in Minnesota, um, even with the Vikings losing. So let's hope they can turn it around even with the Jefferson loss. Um, Andrew, thank you for co-hosting. And uh, Jordan Adams signing off. When I grip the mic, I'm like a lion winning war. Flex my verbal muscles, I'm the mighty Thor. Postmortem, there will never be another. I busted in this game without a rubber. Common in this game, I used to love her. And it don't stop.